0: Welcome back to Half the Battle. I'm your host, as always, Daniel Levy. Your co-host, Shaq. We're going to be talking the UFC bantamweight Marlon Chitovera. Vera. He's coming off a very impressive first-round armbar victory over Brian Kelleher. He's on a three-fight win streak, and we got to find out what he wants to do next. And then we're joined by another UFC bantamweight, Cody Stamen. He's taking on the Fire Kid, Tom Duke one of the most hyped prospects in the sport of MMA and Cody's looking to go out there and derail the hype train and next Fernando Gonzalez joins us he just won in the co-main event of Bellator 182 last Friday he tapped out Brendan Ward in the third round very impressive victory and uh he's right up there for a title shot I mean the guy's seven and one in Bellator and last but not least Casey Kenney. He's competing this Tuesday on Dana White Tuesday Night Contender. It's his second time on the show. The first time he went out there and defeated CJ Hamilton in very impressive fashion. And now he's got the chance to go out there against Adam Antolin and hopefully get that UFC contract. But first up, Marlon Chito Vera. Here we go. Joining us now is UFC bantamweight Marlon Chito Vera. Marlon, welcome back to Half the Battle. What's up, brother?
1: Thank you for ha- having me as always. It's always a great time to talk to
0: you. Oh, man, the pleasure's all ours. So, man, you're coming off another unbelievable victory. I mean, dude, you just keep showing all aspects of your game. Tell us about that. It was a, it went from a Kimura to an arm bar. Is that what you did? Yeah, it's it's called Kimura
1: Trap. You know, I trained with Templar and Jiu-Jitsu, my coach, Casey Hustle. He's really, really good. He has been working with MMA fighters for a long time, so... I just feel I'm getting better and better with the time. I'm getting better, you know, like every day. You know, I'm making my homework. I'm training pretty hard, and you know, I'm healthy. Like I'm really wanting to fight again, like as soon as possible. And you know, uh anytime the UFC call me,
2: I'll be, I'll, I'll be ready for go. And Marlon, man, your last fight against Brian Kelleher, I thought you looked the best you ever have. I mean, I thought it was a drastic improvement from your previous two fights. And I know that training at Team Oyama has been paying off. How has it been training there?
1: Bro, uh, um, I was, I'm getting better, you know, since I just get here till now. He's a completely different person, you know, and I'm showing, like, it's not just stand up in the ground, my wrestling, because I knew Kelleher was was was, was going to took me down, and so I was like, we train a lot of wrestling for this fight, and you know, my st- we keep doing the stand-up, and also we work a lot in the jiu-jitsu because we know this guy is a, he's a grappler. Uh, and I was, I was actually kind of surprised because I was expecting a little bit more of a stand-up fight. So he was like trying hard to go to the ground. So my coach was like, "Don't, don't give me what he wants. If you wanna, if you wanna go to the ground, wrestle with him, make him wrestle really hard. If he puts you down." He have to be breathing hard, and that's that's exactly what happened. As soon as he tried to put me down, I wrestle hard against him. I defend all uh, all the shots, and then when he did a trip, that was money for me because he, he he throw me to the side I want to be. So I just go with the Kimura trap
0: around, and I finally get the amber. And, dude, what's life like these days, man? Because, I mean, you're living the dream. You're a young guy. You have a beautiful family, a winning record in the UFC. I mean, you've come a long way, man. What's life like for you these days? Bro, I, I
1: just feel blessed and I just feel, like, grateful
0: with the people in my bag, with my
1: wife and with my parents in Ecuador. Like, like, everything is coming together and I just feel like I, I couldn't be better, like, these days. Like, everything is been good. Uh, I'm happy, the family is happy, I'm feeling amazing, I, I'm healthy, like, they can call me for a fight Saturday night, and I will be like, let's go, I'm ready, um, and actually, I'm just waiting, you know, I, I get the call, and I will go, I, I actually get offered a fight, but the fight does not happen, I won't say names or nothing, but somebody says no, so now I'm just, I'm just waiting, you know. If he's a top 10, top 15, if he's a top 100, I don't care. I, I really don't care who. I will just say yes. I say yes anytime. So.
0: Obviously, you know, the Brad Pickett fight, you took that on a week short notice. I feel like people don't give you credit for that now. How are you able to just take these fights whenever they call you? Is it a mindset? Is it the fact that you basically live in the gym? I mean, it, yeah, coach says that a lot. We actually live in the gym, so if I
1: have a fight or not, I'm sparring. I'm doing ground game. I'm doing my wrestling. I always train as normal. Like I'm not like I train really hard when I have a fight. No, that's not true. I train really hard all the time. If I'm injured, obviously I stop. Like last week, my back was was a little bit on pain. I stopped for a couple of days and then I go back to the gym. So I really don't believe in get, get ready for fights. We're fighters. We 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 work for the UFC. We gotta be ready anytime. What happened if this crazy moment happened? There's a title fight, the top fight is book and then the top ten is I don't know in what happened? Oh, let's give me a fight. Like life is crazy, you never know what's going to happen tomorrow, so you better be ready. And if you're not ready, at least keep your mind ready. Because you know, if I'm in look when I fought cricket, I was coming off a surgery. So I wasn't doing nothing. I was on the couch. The week before, I I, I was in Japan in a seminar for the troops, and we were eating fried rice, we were eating like all this amazing food they have over there. And guess what? I was running, we trained a little bit out there, but it wasn't enough for a fight camp. I was just like running because I don't want to be fat. I want to be like in okay shape to jump in training. I technically I was doing exactly this. Mondays and Wednesdays I was going to the hills here in California to get some run and some leg work. And Tuesday, Thursday with my conditioning coach we were like squatting pretty heavy, so you know just getting in a strong. But I wasn't rolling, I wasn't hitting pads, I wasn't doing nothing. Then told me you wanna fight with Pika, I was like, oh yeah, my lungs feels okay, so I don't forget how to fight in eight weeks I get surgery and. It is what it is, you know. My manager is always looking for fights, he's always like finding opportunities. And coach told me, like you and my teammate Alex, Alex Perez that he just signed in the UFC, we're like on the gym every day. If, If I'm injured, if I'm not training, I'm still going to the gym. Just to help run in practice, teaching class, or
2: just being there. And by being there means I'm ready. Yeah, Cheeto, and uh, man, in all your fights, you are almost always the underdog. I mean, when are these uh, lines makers going to get it right and uh, make you the favorite? Dude, I, re- I really don't care about that, like, being favorite or underdog.
3: I don't care.
1: That's just a betting thing. That's that. That's the people who bet, but at the end of the day, when that case, is luck, underdog, whatever that that don't means nothing bro. Yeah people is like, oh if you're the fiber you feel pressure. If you're the underdog you you have nothing to prove. That's not true. When you're in the cage, both guys are pressured. Both guys are going to get tired and believe me, the fight's gonna get obviously, so you better be ready for that. And I'm just like I just I care about things but about those things I just feel like it's okay. There's small there's more amount of people who put money on me so to make money. Because they call me like, Man, I put like three hundred in you and you were like plus something, I was like, Okay. Keep keep putting money because I'm
2: training hard. One hundred percent. And you know, um you know, you are you just beat a, a guy that beat a top fifteen guy in his previous fight and Brian Kelleher and another guy you beat, uh Henry has just lost to a guy named Honey Yaya. And, you know, do you think that's a good fight for you, considering, uh, you know, you're trying to get as close to that top 15 as possible?
1: Uh, so who, who you were asking, like,
2: uh, Rani or
1: Han- Ron, uh Honey Yaya. Uh, my, my, my team my Joe Sovereign just fought him before the Briones fight. And Honey's is pretty good, you know. He's a guy that probably can give me trouble because he won't like to fight the stand-up. So he will try to put me down. But I don't think he will submit me like that, Brianna's. be honest. I can obviously see he got no ground game, like at all. That was like that. That was like two minutes. Like he didn't even. Like it's not like he do not try, but I'm I'm sure he's focused more on his big uppercuts. And you know, in this game, you gotta be ready. You gotta do everything. Like I'm I'm not a wrestler. We don't have wrestling in Ecuador, but I'm getting better at wrestling because you know, some fights I will need to put people down. Some fights I will need to keep it in standard. So with somebody like Honey i probably have to be in a stand-up or grind him out and get him tired and then work in the ground, but I find him. I find him tomorrow. I don't care. Yeah. And, but I don't know. If you want to give me that, I take it wide open arms. Come on.
0: Yeah. with me? <laughs> Marlon, I mean, I, I, I know you're the kind of guy that will fight anyone, anytime, any place. But since he brought up uh, Henry Briones, that reminds me. What about you and Alejandro Perez? I mean, I know you guys have that history from back on tough. Is it ever going to happen?
1: I don't know. Um, I thought that probably was supposed to, to happen before. But now, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel we are like in that path right now to match right now each other. I feel... I can get something bigger than that, but again, if the UFC give me that fight, I will train as hard as I can and I will go and beat him. As as the same way, I will, will be number one or number 100. I will say that I'm not picky. If the UFC want to give me him, cool. Like sometimes I will say this. Sometimes for me it's like, why I will fight a South American guy if I already fought like a bunch before. Like, you know, I, I want, I want the international fights. Like Those guys for me are like, we came from the same thing, but at the end of the day, my family have
0: to eat. If one of those is in my way, I will eat them. No problem. So your last, your last three fights, man, you won a unanimous decision, a head kick knockout, and obviously the arm bar. So you've shown all aspects of the game. Do you feel like we're going to see a bunch of things, a bunch of crazy shit we haven't seen yet in your upcoming fights? Oh, fuck yeah. You will see all these things. I'm working hard, bro. I'm like... And I'm not just working hard.
1: I'm working on my weaknesses. Like, if if I'm not good kicking with the left leg, I'm working on that. If I'm not good with my boxing, I'm improving my boxing. And I go south, I go righty. So, I'm just trying to bring different things, different people that people don't know. So, I don't fight conventional. Conventional is too overrated to these days. You gotta... You got to change. You got to improve. So I, and I'm just repeating what coach says. Coach says, like, you cannot do the same shit all over and over because people seem to know. That's why with the new one you fight, it was a save my life fight. Because if I don't want to fight, I will be outside of the UFC. So that was a fight with a lot of pressure. Then the Brad Pickett fight, short notice. You got to prove something. He's a veteran. Then the Cunhaher fight. Now is when everything has started. So now in that, I'm in that good spot right now. So I'm just working on all my tools, having there, and all the new tools, just work on there, work on there, work on there. And I'm just feeling good. Like, Coach Colin Oyama is making an amazing job with me. Case is making, you saw my last fight, was like sick. Oh, when, when I said it, I was like, damn, I don't even believe I did that. That's crazy. I like mm-hmm. the thing. And then I'm just feeling like, balls are there every day so my balls are going going anywhere i'm just ready for challenges like there's some fights that i'm like damn this is going to be a tough fight but like, fucking believe me i will bleed and i will win yes sir
2: i mean man that's the perfect mindset and like you said how you like to be unorthodox i mean you're one of the longest bantamweights in the division you got that long torso and i think you're going to give a lot of guys trouble and uh I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah, uh, I
1: feel that too. Even
2: my coach say that. Like,
1: I, 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 I was having a bit of trouble for some guys, but believe me, I already, I already had like, I already came through all my, you know, like, grind. Came from a lot of came from the bottom, like from when I was out there. So now for me, it's like, coach says, never forget where you came because that's what get you till this point in your life. So. Never, never forget like what made you where you are today and I, I remind myself all the time, all these things, and that's why I just keep keep up to myself and just going there and smash people, you know, being confident and cocky, there's two different things, and I keep it like that, I'm pretty confident of myself, like if you ask me, I can beat the, the, the number one guy, yes, I can beat him, he's taking a, a shot the same way he does. Probably he used the other hand for cleaning because I'm a lefty. But <laughs> uh, after that, bro, we're the same with humans. We, we got nothing but the only thing that makes difference in between us is the hard work and how you how you plan your success and how you visualize yourself. And I visualize myself holding the belt because it's like what's the point of being a fighter in the UFC? I don't want just to be one more. I want to 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 give to my tricolor. Flag that belt someday and go to Ecuador and say, like, we made it, like, we have this, so uh, I want to do it, like, I'm down, like, I'm down for a, for a tough fight. So now I'm just, I'm, I won't say I'm, passion, I'm patiently waiting because I want to fight, like, yesterday it's late. <laughs> so, but I'm, I'm patient, I'm just training, I'm
0: working on, 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 on basics and keep betting every day. And dude, I know we've talked about this in the past, but I mean, look—you're still here. You got an unbelievable record in the UFC now. What's it like being the first and the only Ecuadorian fighter in UFC history—not just to fight in the UFC, but to win in the UFC?
1: That means a lot, bro. that that, that like, every time I win is like its, it's something—it's something big for me. It's something like really make me happy and make me feel like all the hard work, all the times I was like, "Oh, I don't want to keep doing this. I'm tired." It's like, okay. Let's do it again. Let's keep. Let's just keep going. Like just keep going. Like don't stop. It's it's all in or nothing for me.
0: Now, when you went through that little patch, you know, against you know Davy Grant, and even the the fight against uh, Psycho Beltran, which we all thought you won. Around that time, did you find out who really had your back, man? Because I know now that you're on a win streak, it's easy for everyone to jump on board. But during that tough that tough period, did you find out who had your back? Yeah, that that that's that's the that that's the main thing. I just switch
1: my coach and 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 I'm with, with better people today. My friends are still there with we we still you know just uh, doing what we do, you know, my friends from Ecuador and everybody but then that that's the main reason I switched my, 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 my main coach because it, it, it wasn't worth it for me.
2: Yeah and uh, sometimes you know fighters have to make that switch in their careers and i mean it's paying off for you and uh three fights in a row you beat a legend you beat a guy who beat a top 15 guy and um you know i hope uh you get a big name opponent uh, opponent mix and one thing like you mentioned earlier sometimes it's better to wait and get what you want you know instead of taking a fight against a guy that might not deserve it because i honestly do think that you can get something really good yeah I say,
1: I'm, I'm i'm just waiting and um I'm just, you know, being patient and see what's next, like, and my manager and my coach will find something good for me and
0: what I I really deserve, and I'm just, like, waiting for that, like, my mom is going to come tomorrow. Well, Marlon, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us right here, right now, on Half the Battles. Always a pleasure, man. It's awesome to see you doing big things. Let the audience know where they can follow you, and any message for the fans, go ahead.
1: Well, no, just thank you, man, for all the for all the opportunities all the time. I really appreciate you exposure of all my name and all these things. And just want to thank everybody for the support. And if you guys want to know more about me, follow me on Twitter and Instagram as Chito Vera at UFC. And
0: thank everybody for the support. Joining me now is UFC bantamweight Cody Stamann. Cody, welcome to Half the Battle.
2: What's, What's up, guys? How are you?
0: Doing amazing good. yourself. Good. Good. So, man, I mean, you're taking on Tom, Duke, and Waugh. Are you looking to go out there and derail the hype train? They're going to make you the underdog in this matchup.
4: Uh, yeah, I assumed I would be. Uh, yeah, I'm ready to derail that hype train. Um, You know, I don't think he's ever fought anybody like me. I think he's fought a lot of guys that were pretty good on their feet, okay wrestlers. Um, you know, I think the UFC kind of fought him a guy that hadn't been in there in a really long time for his first... Uh, UFC fight, and uh, I definitely think I'm the best guy that time ever fought. And uh, definitely know that uh, come October 7th, I'm getting my hand raised
2: for sure, Cody. And uh, you know, I have to personally thank you because for your UFC debut, I actually bet on you, and you uh, <laughs> you uh, you won that fight very easily. And you know, uh, I had heard about your name from uh, Darren Cookshank for years and years, you know, when he had his UFC fights. And um, you know, being in his corner for so many fights, did that uh, make that UFC debut any easier? I
4: think I think it did actually make it a little bit easier for me, just because I kind of knew the process. I, I knew the, uh, I, I knew how everything went backstage, you know, how the weigh-ins and everything else went. So it did actually make it a little bit easier, um, just because it was a little bit more familiar. But uh, you know, fighting on fighting on eight days' notice is it's hard, especially in the UFC. Um, and coming off an injury and doing it is, is real tough. So I'm pretty fortunate that I got to go out there and take uh, uh, you know take my business and get, get that first UFC win. look
0: looked like you were having fun out there, man. I mean, you tested your stand-up. When you were ready to take him down, you took him down. I mean, what was that experience like?
4: Uh, yeah, I mean, the thing was is I really, I, I really didn't know what I had in the tank. I didn't really know, know what I had as far as... Uh, you know, I don't know how much how much I could, I could I could uh, I could take. You know, I didn't know. I really felt like I maybe had one to two good rounds in me. If we're being honest, um, I definitely didn't feel like I I could go three hard rounds. And I think a lot of a lot of the takedowns that you saw were more or less me, uh, you know, taking them down, holding them down, um, just more or less taking a break really, just because I uh, I was trying to conserve energy. I didn't really want to get to that. That third round against a guy like Terry Ware, who, you know, uh, is a real good boxer, some of the shots, and kind of walks people down. I really didn't want to be in that third round uh, with no gas in the tank. That would have been uh, that have been real tough for me. So, um, yeah, I had to, really, I had to fight smart. I had to stay really relaxed. And, you know, as you saw, you know, part of me staying relaxed was just me, you know, shit-talking and, you know, pointing them out, kind of fucking with them a little bit. And, uh,
3: yeah, the game plan,
4: it, it worked uh, to the T.
2: And, uh, Cody, you know, there's a lot of fighters coming out of Detroit Detroit these days. Um, are there going to be a lot more coming up? Because, man, you got you, you got Kevin Lee, Miles Jury, Tony Ferguson. I mean, there's a lot of guys coming out of there now.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I think, think so. I, I think, think there's a few more guys coming out of Michigan, Michigan that, you know, that, that could make it to the show. show. Um, you
3: that's know, that's it's
4: nice because, because a lot of the guys, guys, guys you know, like you know, me, Darren – now, like the guys I'm training with right now, I feel like are you know some of the best dudes in the world. Um, you know, I, I trained I've been training with Miles a little bit. Uh, you know, so I think you're going to see. You know, in, whenever you get that many good guys in one place, you know, everybody else kind of levels up uh, just because you have to. You know, if the guys are coming in consistently, you know, those guys are going to get those guys are going to get a, a lot better too. So, you know, the more talented guys we can put in one room, you know, the more you know, success be success. You know, so the more talented dudes you put in one place, the more that you're
2: gonna make. You know your record, you're 15 and one or 16 and one, but in my opinion, you're undefeated. I watched that fight uh, that you lost, and I mean, in my opinion, you clearly won that fight. But you know, things happen. Um, so you know, it's gonna be real shocking when these uh, line makers make you the underdog against this this a guy who has a similar record to you, um, which I'm looking to capitalize. But are you impressed with this kid at all about anything?
4: Yeah, you know, I mean, Tom Dukunwa, the, the, he's real tough, man. He uh, he comes forward, you know, he throws he throws hard. Uh, he's always got a really good gas tank. You know, I think he's uh, he's really, really mentally tough. Uh, you know, he comes to fight. I've never really seen him in a fight where he was tentative or hesitant to throw. I mean, every single fight, he's aggressive. Uh, he goes after you. Um, he really, he, he pretty much breaks guys. I think a lot of the, the ways I've seen a lot of his fights, and he loses the first round, kind of loses half the second round and then his opponent starts to fade, and then, you know, in the middle of that second round, he really starts picking it up, and then, you know, he kind of breaks the guy in the middle of the second, third round, just finish, or,
3: you know, he or land a hard shot in the beginning
4: and, and finish a guy. Um, you know, I'm not that guy. I'm not the guy that's going to, you know, start folding halfway in the second round. Like, I'm not going to get tired in this fight. I already know that for sure. You know, I'm pushing myself way too hard uh, to, to, to get in there and, and get tired in 10 minutes. You know, right now, I feel like, I'm in twice as good a shape as I was, you know, when I fought um, in July there already. um, My weight is already way lower than than I was, you know, going into that fight. Um, So, you know, everything he does well, I feel like I do better. And, uh, you know, this is, you know, a huge opportunity for me to go out and and show people that, you know, I'm one of the best families on the planet.
0: Are you looking to teach him a a lesson in USA Wrestling? Are you looking to test your stand-up? I mean, what's the plan here?
4: Uh, you know, I don't know. I always, <laughs> I, I always think that I know exactly what I'm gonna do. You know, going into the fight, you know, I think I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna impose my mixed martial art game on. You know what I mean? You know, wherever uh, wherever I think I can take advantage of of him. You know, wherever I see him to be weak. You know, that's where that's where I'm gonna go. Um, you know, I I always have a pretty good game plan going into fights. I think that's kind of what uh, has has uh, has put me where I am today. Um, you know I, I I really really study my opponents religiously. I have pretty good ideas what their tendencies are, and uh, yeah, I mean I, I'm not gonna say I'm gonna go in there and, and double what on his head, but I, yeah uh, at one point <laughs> in this fight I'm 100% gonna take him from his feet above my head to his back. Um, there's no question about that. I'm definitely gonna take him down, but I think I can stand up with them too. I don't really I'm I'm not really i am not really going to go I'm not I'm not going out there uh you know looking to to, to grind out a decision. You know, I want to go out there and and I wanna get I wanna get people what they wanna see. Uh you know, I can I can stand up and with anybody. You know, I'm a Golden State champ. Uh, you know, I trained with, you know, Darren Kirkshank and, and a lot of guys, you know, Darren's like one of the best kickboxers in the world. So um, you know, my my kickboxing is good and I, I really do want to test it against Tom's. Because, you know, that's going uh, to make for one hell of a fight. But I'm going to mix up. You know, I'm going to be all over the place in this guy. And, uh, you know, I really do think that this has, like, fight night uh out right over
0: right. How's this drop to bantamweight, man? Because, I mean, I've seen that you fought in both weight classes. I would assume you enjoy fighting at featherweight more. You know, you get to eat a little bit more. But, honestly, okay. how do you feel dropping a
4: bantamweight? Uh, I feel like a monster, man weight um you know the the weight cut is is uh is hard you know the diet leading up to it i've never really been on a really really good strict diet uh and now i am uh and the weight is coming off exactly the way i should i feel good um you know i'm gonna get my weight absolutely as low as i can but yeah i'm a big band weight uh i i would rather fight at featherweight man there's some among these featherweights so you know band weight is going to be at home for me um you know, yeah, not not eating and, and being on a, a strict diet as I am right now isn't exactly uh, is isn't exactly the funnest thing in the world. You know, I feel like I'm eating like a freaking rabbit every day, but um you know, it'll pay off come, come time I to get on the scale and you know, when I'm in the sun, I don't have to, you know, kill myself to make like, the weight
2: yeah and you know there is a card in the uh Detroit you know coming up around the same time as uh, your fight in Vegas. Did you prefer to be in Vegas or did you not want that uh added pressure of fighting at home because you know i uh, I looked at some of your fights on the local scene in Detroit, and man, you bring a pretty big uh pretty big crowd,
4: yeah, yeah, I mean, I honestly felt like I had more pressure on me when I was fighting in my hometown in Grand Rapids. Uh, or in, in, in Detroit and you know, when I fought in Las Vegas in the UFC, you know, just because there's, there's you know, I'm looking at like what I, you know, I saw 500 tickets to a fight, you know, every single person I know I went to school with, that I trained with, is at that fight
3: you know, I feel like that puts a lot of extra weight on me and, you know, going to Las Vegas
4: and fighting, I feel like I didn't have that pressure um, so I, I guess I, I would really, really like to fight on that Detroit card and who knows you know, maybe I go out there and I have an awesome performance to get out of there injury injury free, and uh, you know get on that Detroit card, but it's not really something I'm banking on. I originally thought that I was going to fight on the Detroit card, but when this opportunity came up, you know there's no way I could say no to it. This, this is exactly what I wanted, um, the exact opponent that I wanted. So, uh, so yeah, I mean we're going to get it done October 7th instead of uh, December 2nd.
0: So obviously that last fight, I mean you showed all aspects of the game. You were having fun in there, talking a little shit like you mentioned. Tell me about your approach and your mindset as a fighter and a competitor.
4: You know, uh, I feel like the, the more pressure I have on me, the better I, the, the the better I perform. You know, I really feel like I need that. I need that pressure uh, to kind of to get me up, to get me to get me going. Um, you know, I, as an athlete, you know, I, uh, I, I really, I really thrive under that situation. Um, you know. Being a fighter, I don't want to be one of those guys, you know, that that goes out and, and, and wrestle fucks everybody, because um, that's really not what people want to see. People want to see flashy. People want to see, you know, big athletic moves. Um, you know, they want to see people pick guys up and throw them around and throw spinning kicks and all that crazy shit. I want to be an entertaining fighter. You know, I want to be a guy that that, that people really really look forward to seeing. And uh, you know, I have the, the the tools, you know, as an athlete to do that. And you know, I didn't really. I feel like I really didn't get to. You know, I got to showcase a little bit of it, but it was kind of stretched out because I just didn't have the gas tank and the and the camp behind me. That last fight, but this fight I will. You know, and I'll be able to showcase a lot of a lot of the tools that you know people haven't really seen, um, just because I haven't I haven't really had the I haven't really had the opportunity to, to show them yet. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to October 7th, and uh, I'm really looking forward to getting this weight cut over with and 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 fighting Tom.
2: And, uh, man, you do a really good job of hiding it, man, because I really couldn't, twel- uh, couldn't tell. I mean, you-, you won all the rounds fairly easily. I mean, it got a little hairy at times because Tarion is a really good boxer, but uh, I yeah, thought really you be- I thought you beat him on the feet, and, of course, you dominated in the wrestling. Yeah, he,
4: he's, you know, I knew his arms were going to be long. I knew he was going to be able to hit me from a really, really long ways away, but there's a lot of times when I was kind of, like, take a step back and relax, and he would hit me, and I was like, holy crap, this guy's like. You know yeah. his arms are longer than my legs. You know <laughs> he's got like a seventy-four inch reach. He's got like the same reach as Conor McGregor. You know what I mean? He's got insanely long arms. He's gonna give a uh, bantamweight a really hard time. I've never fought he- anybody like that it was that lengthy like that. Um, so you know, heads up to him. I think he's fighting here pretty soon too,
0: um, like November, December. Yeah. So yeah, best
4: luck, Terry, when he fights.
0: Do you feel like you got the proper amount of experience before you know coming into the UFC? Because with a lot of these guys that have very good records you know you look deeper into it and they're padded records but you look at your record you know you fought against guys like Sharapov who you know everyone on the regional scene knows that's a very tough guy so do you feel like now with all that experience you're ready to make a run here in the UFC yeah 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 I do uh,
4: you know I I really thought I would be there a lot sooner but now that I look back at it and I'm glad that I wasn't because there were some skills I just didn't have or, or maybe I had but I couldn't you know I couldn't you know, perform like I wanted to in the cage. Um, you know, some guys go out and, and you know, they everything they can do in the gym, they can do in the cage, but I think it took me a little bit longer to develop, you know,
3: as a, as a, a fighter. Um,
4: and, you know, now that I have that, that that in-cage experience, I feel like a lot of guys don't. You know, a lot of guys
3: that are in the UFC right now are like seven and three and they're still in
4: like a developmental stage where, you now I feel like I'm past that developmental stage. I'm in like a you know, let's let's fucking buckle down and let's go fuck some guys up. Like, I want to fight. I want to fight some tough, tough guys. I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight these guys that are 7 7-2, or, you know, guys with less than 10 fights in UFC. Like, I don't want to fight, you know, Tom Dukunwa, who's the number one guy in Europe, and then I want to go fight some in the top 10. Like, I want to fight the absolute best because I've already had a those developmental fights. Like, I know what my game is.
3: You know, I know myself as an athlete. I'm, I'm ready to take on, you know,
4: like, real legit challenges. And uh, yeah, I think that the timing the timing as me in the UFC was was perfect. So everything worked out, you know, the way it was supposed to.
2: And you know, me personally, you know, I am a betting man, and I always like when a guy's uh, face defeat early in his career and come back from it, like you. You know, even though I thought you won that fight, what did you take away from that loss? Uh,
4: you know, that was a that was a really really tough one because you know it's one thing to go out there and just get your ass kicked, you know what I mean, like you get your ass kicked, you go back to the drawing board, you know, I did it as an amateur, as an amateur boxer, um, as an amateur wrestler, yeah. you know, in a lot of other combative ways, you know what I mean, you go out there, you go out on the mat, and some guy freaking throws you around, kicks your ass, you know, it's like, man, you go back to the gym, and you, and you just, you just work harder, but, you know, going into a fight, and, and, fight that I 100% had no doubt in my mind when that fight was over. I won that fight. I won all three rounds. I knew it in my head. Um, and then, you know, losing that decision, uh, it was brutal. It, it hurt. And, uh, you know, it just motivated me to be, you know, be a,
3: be a guy that,
4: like, uh, you know, I didn't I didn't want to get in another fight where, like, a judge could ever say that, you know, I lost a round. Um, you know, I think it definitely motivated me to, uh, you know, be, uh, you know, Push the pace more, have more offense, look for the finish. Uh, you know, because I was kind of fighting to win decisions, and and uh, you know, after that fight, it kind of changed my mentality. Um, and I, I really just wanted to go out and kill guys. You know, And in, in my last two fights before the before the UFC, uh, you know, I had two like really good finishes. You know, I think I like I think I finished three out of four opponents. Yep. You know, going into the UFC, so you know, my mentality now is, like. I don't want to get guys out of there. I don't want to. I don't want to grind out a, a close decision. I don't even want to be in a position where, you know, the fight's over and you think you won and you know you lose the judges' scorecards. If that sucks. I don't ever want to go there again. I'd rather go down swinging and and you know like Conor McGregor said last night, I'd rather hit the mat than you know you know make make the judges' scorecards.
0: Yeah, and Cody, you brought up how you know your last two regional regional scene fights before your UFC debut, you went out there, you knocked the guys out. So, can we expect some knockouts here in the UFC and uh, your next couple fights? I think so.
4: You know, I uh, I definitely had the power. Uh, you know, I knocked a lot of guys out in amateur boxing. Uh, you know, I I've got some real real hard kicks. You know, and if I land them, you know, guys will go out. I put guys out in the gym all the time. Um, you know, and if, if I go into the cage and I'm, I'm flying around on cylinders, which I will be, um, because, you know, this is my lifetime. I'm not doing anything but training. Uh, you know, I definitely, I, I can definitely put anybody unconscious. You know, I have that ability. You know, I have a, I have a, a couple of really, really hard, really hard shots, and if I hit anybody, you know, they're going to go to sleep. Um I'm going to be looking to land those shots. Like, I want to be that guy that, that puts guys away, you know, because that's, that's, that's what gets you paid, you know. Knocking guys out gets you paid. That's what it is. You know, in MMA, and any kind of combat sport, boxing, whatever, you put guys out, you're going to get paid. And, uh, you know, all like money. So, yeah, I'm going to knock everybody <laughs> out.
2: Yeah, and uh, what were your fights on that fight last night, man? I thought it was a, a great contest between both guys. Man, you know
4: what? I really went into it just thinking it was a calm match. I was like, man, you know, these guys are going to walk away. Like, no one's losing. Everyone's making money. You know, but, you know, Floyd's <laughs> going to go out there. You know, just from a fighter standpoint, I'm thinking like Floyd's gonna absolutely, you know, mob Connor McGregor up and then, you know, having watched that fight,
3: honestly, you know, I really think I really think Floyd was having
4: a legit hard time with Connor in the beginning of that fight. He could not he couldn't like he, he wasn't expecting Connor to you know have had that good good of distance control. He wasn't expecting to get hit when he came in like that. You know, Connor one hundred percent took Floyd out of this game, but you know Floyd's got you know olympic boxing experience 50 pro fights i mean uh you're talking about like the best boxer of you know our time of our generation and uh you know Connor McGregor went out there and was beating him you know and, and beating him up and i don't care what anybody says you know floyd was having a hard time landing shots on him and in that fight you could say that, that was a strategy to you know let connor you know wear himself out but you know, if if Floyd was, was that damn good, he would have walked out there and knocked Conor out in the first round. You know what I mean? He wouldn't have had to wear him out. Uh, he he would have he would have knocked him out early. You know what I mean? And, and made a statement for boxing. But I think Floyd. I think I think Floyd. Uh, you know, he couldn't. He really couldn't. I think he 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 couldn't find his range. He couldn't find him. You know what I mean? He couldn't find he couldn't find McGregor. And McGregor was was touching him with stuff. But you know, Floyd was obviously
0: the better man that night. Well, Cody, it's going down. UFC 216, you and Tom, Duke, and Wall. If it was up to you, man, I know you'll take a win by any means necessary, but if it was up to you, how would this fight go down?
4: 15-second knockout. 15-second <laughs> knockout. Just get me get me in and out of there. Get me paid and uh, let, let me go home and, and enjoy myself. And then I'll fight, fight Detroit.
0: Yes, sir. Well, Cody, we really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us right here, right now on Half the Battle. It's been a pleasure. Let the audience know where they can follow you and any message for the fans, go ahead.
4: Uh, everything all my social media is just uh, Cody's name is C-O-D-Y-S-D-A-M-A-N-N. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, I look forward to uh, putting on a good show for everybody uh, October 7th. Yes,
0: sir. Thank you very much. Thanks, Cody. Take care, guys. Joining us now is Bellator welch contender Fernando Gonzalez. Fernando, welcome back to After Battle. Uh, right on, man. Thank you for having me. So, man, you went out there in the co-main event, tapped out Brendan Ward. Uh, how do you feel about that win?
5: Man, I played out exactly like I said it was going to. Uh, you know, I went out there, I beat up his body, um, started landing my shots, uh, and then forced him into a takedown and, and was able to secure this mission. And, uh... Uh, I thought it was, it was either going to be him rushing in and getting caught with a punch or him getting caught with that submission. I knew eventually he was going to dive in for for a takedown, and I would be able to
2: uh, secure it. And, you know, Fernando, very few fighters have that ability to turn it up in the third round. What is it about that third round that just makes you pull off these wins? I mean, you, you won that third round against MVP. You beat up Gertz in that third round really bad, and you just did it again on uh, Friday.
5: Um, I, I think it's just the accumulation. I, 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 for me, it's kind of like a story. You know, I'm slowly breaking them down. The beginning rounds, they were, you know, really if, if, for the Bellator commentary, I think they need a striking guy there because Jimmy's good, but he's more of a ground guy, so he automatically starts to favor, uh, you know, guys that are more more the takedowns. So they're kind of giving him the, from what I watched, they're giving him the first few rounds off takedowns. But he didn't do anything with it, you know, and um, I was actually outlanding him. If you really see the punches that landed, most of the shots that he threw were hitting my arms, and I was picking up, picking apart his body. So the actual shots that landed heavy were from my side, not from him. Um, But it's just one of those things, you kind of have to really look at it from a a striker's point of view. To to be a boxer, you have to kickbox with the guy, and that's what I did. I went out there and I used my kickboxing. To break him down and force him into a takedown. If, if you guys see that third round, right before he shoots in, I t- kick him right in the jaw. It was fast, but it stunned him. Where I knew as soon as he was, uh, I landed it. He's coming in to take me down, and I, I saw You know, his eyes kind of went a little uh, blurry. Shot in, and right away, I knew that I knew it was coming, so I, I shot in. I, I made sure that Gates was nice and locked around his neck, and, and he wasn't gonna pop out.
2: Yeah, and, you know, like you said, Jimmy scored the first two rounds for Brennan. As long as me and him, we had it one apiece. We thought we thought you won the first round. Even though he had that little throw, he didn't do anything on top. And, you know, we had it one apiece. So, uh, you know, like we said, uh, it was so impressive that, you know, most likely you were down two rounds and that you pulled off that win.
5: Yeah, like, you know, that that's the thing. With with my style, I kind of have to fight with my opponent, and I have to fight with the way they're going to touch And uh, they're going to fight, I'm fighting with them too, in a sense, because I got to, the way they score points, is not how I I see a fight is, you know what I mean? If he's getting a takedown, but it's not doing anything with it, uh, you know, I know how they score points, but it's not a fight, you know, that's not a fight, you have to actually be getting the guy, scoring, scoring actual shots for them to count, you know, and, um, so that's kind of the thing that I have to deal with with these guys, and, and I knew going out there and uh, basically his country, you know, like everybody everybody was there to support him. I knew I, I had to get the win and make sure it was uh, not a decision because uh, more likely they were going to rob me in that
0: fight. Now, he came out super hard that first round, which he is known for, but then he started to slow down a little bit. Were you expecting that?
5: Yeah, you know, uh, he's, he throws big power, but I knew uh, – my strategy was to beat up the body. I was going to help him get the gas out faster and uh, make him desperate. You know, that's where where he shot in, and, and I was able to secure the, out, uh, the choke. But, uh, I mean, I, that's the game plan, but I knew the guy was tough. You know what I mean? So I had to make sure that I prepared my ass off to make sure none of those big shots landed,
0: and I was able to land my shots and gas him before he, he got me. And when you got him in that guillotine, did you know right away that's game, set, and match? Oh, yeah. As soon as
3: as soon as soon I wrapped his
5: neck around, I knew he uh, just locked my legs up and he was not going to get out. So my main thing was to make sure he did not clear my legs. So right away, I mean, I slapped him. You, you notice I was quick to grab my legs or, uh lock my legs up. And, uh, and that, w- that would have been the only way I think he could have got out of it. But the way we landed, he was actually kind of sprawled out with one of his legs.
2: So he, was not, he wasn't going to be able to do that. And, you know, Fernando, um, Bellator 170-pound division is probably the best division they have, and you're easily a top-five guy in that division. Now, you know, you were supposed to fight Andre Koroskov, but he got injured. And, you know, there is a fight between Paul Daly and Lorenz Larkin coming up, and, you know, you've actually kickboxed against Paul Daly. And, you know, most people going into that fight would probably think, man, Fernando doesn't have a chance in that kickboxing against Daly, who's a K-1 striker. But you arguably won that kickboxing fight, so are you are you looking to fight the winner of that fight, or do you want to get that rebooking versus Korshkov? I would like Korshkov.
5: Uh, he's well, I didn't know he was injured, um, but if, if it's something that's gonna you know he can heal back from quick, I prefer to take that fight because he's on a win. I'm on a win. Uh, Daly's on a loss right now, so it's kind of like same same way it was risky to take the fight with Brandon because he was on a loss. But you know. Cause that's what they give me, then I'm going to take it. It doesn't really matter at that point. Um, what's the offer? Whoever it's going to be, then i got to take the fight. But um, honestly, I want to be... I want to fight in quarterstrap. because that's going to be the closest matchup, or, or who was the last champion, who's held that title. If I beat him, then it, then it you know, solidifies my position as number one contender. Because if I can go out there and beat somebody that was a champion... You know, Daly hasn't been a champion yet. So, uh, at least for Bellator. So... I, I want to make sure that I'm beating the guys that are getting close to
0: that title. How do you think a matchup between you and Scott would go down? I mean, where do you feel like you have the edge?
5: Um, I feel I have the edge uh, on both both areas. It, no matter what, it's a tough fight. And I mean, Korostov is is a talented fighter, but I feel just with my overall overall round, well-rounded game, I can I can hang with him on the striking. Where I'm going to make him panic to try to get a takedown. And, more likely I'll
0: choke him out as well. So I mean that's what you want next, Korishkov. Is that uh is that what you're eyeing? That's what I want, man. I want I want him so I can I can get
5: closer to the belt. You know, the sooner I can get to that title, you know, I can I can start proving to the guys that I'm the I'm the guy that I should have been promoted from the beginning. How
0: do you feel about the current champ, Douglas Lima? I mean he's been uh he's been repping the Bellator welterweight division very nicely. Yeah, he's
5: they're all tough, you know what I mean? Uh, there's not, there's not one of those guys that I'm not gonna give the credit to for what they do. You know what I mean? They're, are tough guys to go out there and finish guys. Um, but also, I think it's just they haven't faced anybody with my skills yet. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm boxing with kickboxing. It's a, it's a full MMA. You know, what I mean? I'm, I'm mixing in all the movement from boxing, and I'm mixing in my kicks, and then I'm mixing in my takedown defense when I need it. Or my uh, takedown offense, you know what I mean? If I need to get them down, I know that I can do that. But right now, it's been me using my strikes and forcing them into getting me to the ground. And then, uh, you know, I use it to get back up. They start to wear out after a while that they can't hold me there. You know, they're not not landing anything solid, and they can't keep me there. So it burns them out, and after a while, they're, they're forced to strike with me.
2: You know, one thing I noticed that you've been switching your stance up a lot lately. You've been going uh, righty, and it's actually been, uh, you've been looking really good from that stance. Um, is that something you like to do, uh, more in the future, or have you just doing it for specific opponents? I
5: uh, no, if you, if you notice, I, I've done that a lot in my, in all my other fights. It's just, it's starting to be more apparent now that it, it throws them off, you know, they're not used to seeing somebody that can switch and be fluid on both sides, you know, uh um, I think that's one of my main, my main tools in my striking. I can go lefty, which is my primary striking position. But I grew up, my first couple of years of boxing, I was a righty. They didn't know I was a left-handed fighter. And uh, so I was little, you know, so I didn't know any better than to see what all the other kids were doing. And they were all righty, so then I would stand righty. And it wasn't until about a year and a half, two years after me learning that style that they were like, man, you're, you're constantly throwing your left. What's that? What, what hand do you write with? And I was like, I'm on my left hand, you know. And then uh, they're like, shit, that's not your style. You got to switch. And then, then I learned lefty. But, um, you know, it's just one of those things that I, I grew up learning from a kid. So I use it now in my MMA and, and it helps me a
0: lot. What do you attribute your current success to, man? Because, I mean, your current Bellator run, you're 7-1, and one, you're killing it. And back in the day, you know, you won some, lost some, but you turn things around. And I mean, look at you now. What what's the deal? Uh, to be honest,
5: it's more more just knowing what I can do. Like I, I'm, I say this a lot. These guys are talented guys, but they're going off of other people's resume or they're other people's uh um, kind of the way that they would fight. You know, they're going off of the coaches. Like I have my friends and, and Isaiah Browder, my cornerman. They all help me prepare, but it's Sharpening my tools with my game plan. I come up with a game plan so I know exactly what I can, I'm going to do in there Because I know exactly what I can pull off You know, um, a lot of times these guys are going in there with other people's game plans Which is their coaches and I understand that because if they're not well-rounded uh, Or don't aren't confident in that They need somebody else to throw that input in for them But I, I've been doing this a long time where I know my ground skills are, are solid, my, my stand-up is solid, and I know how to put it all together for certain opponents. Like one of the things I was hearing, on the, uh, Jimmy kept saying, Fernando's a bottom puncher, he normally throws more blah 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 blah, like little things like this, and it's like, there's different styles for different fighters. Uh, Bren's a hard puncher, if you saw the, the fight with Gertz, I threw a lot more kicks than hands until the third, you know? Once I knew he was completely gassed, and he couldn't throw those big bombs and land them my solid. Then I started letting go of my hands. But with Brandon, I had to be a little bit more uh, more technical on, with my hands. And I had to use more legs because uh, he's got that big power. So some of them got through, and I, I felt it. You know, luckily, I was able to see the punch coming. And I dropped my forehead down and let him, you know, catch the top here where I have a nice thick skull. But uh, they're tough, man. You know what I mean? So I, I know there's certain styles for different people, so every time you see me fighting, it might be a different version. Like, oh, he, he normally does this. It's like, yeah, I normally do that for a certain opponent. I change it up or there's a different recipe for every other opponent. So every time you'll see a different fighter.
2: And, you know, uh, Bellator's doing a real good thing now. They got all these free agents coming in, and especially in your division, you know, Lorenz Larkin, Rory McDonald. I mean, are you really excited about, you know, them signing all these guys? Because that's going to give you the opportunity to build your name up even more.
5: Yeah, for sure. Like I, like I said, I, I've always felt that I can compete with the top guys in the world and beat them. Uh, these guys are some of the top guys in the world that, that haven't been losing, you know. McDonald came, pretty sure he came back in with a win. Uh, so did uh, Larkin. You know, Larkin came in off beating uh, Madney. And, and he got beat by Lima, and, you know, that, that right there shows Bellator has some of the top guys, you know, um, so yeah, for me, getting a fight against these guys is more money in my pocket, and obviously, like you said, it allows me to show that I'm one of the top
0: athletes in uh, Welterweight. And, uh, did you watch the boxing match last night?
5: Man, I missed it, I missed it, I was on the, on my flight back, uh but from what I understand I was kind of I was kind of correct on after the 25 minutes he wasn't able to get it done but uh man I heard he, he did it very well and, and showed that he could hang with with uh obviously the guy that's considered one of the best or the best in boxing right now you know so uh, I haven't got to see the full fight yet but um, you know for him to last as long as he did he didn't expect that and all, the, all respect for him and uh, I'm proud of what he's doing for MMA, period, because uh, he's gotten the money to where it needs to be at, and I think that's where we need to be getting paid. And uh, he, he kind of put that bar up there for anybody that could put on those kind of performances and, uh, you know, make it an exciting fight like that, Then then we deserve to get that pay. So I have a lot of respect for that guy, and eventually I, I want to fight him, too.
0: Yeah, he represents the sport very well.
5: He does, man. He does really well in that. Uh, He's a he's a top athlete, man. He's, and for me, I wanna you know, like I said, not no disrespect. I wanted I want to test myself against the best. And right now, he's one of the best guys in the world. So uh, if I ever get a chance to fight him in MMA, I, I would
2: love to. Yeah, and uh, Fernando, would you ever be open to another kickboxing fight? Because I mean, you did really good against Paul Daley.
5: Uh, I, I I honestly I love MMA more, but if the money's right and they're willing to pay me uh, well then yeah, I'd, I'd go in there and fight, uh, kickboxing again. It's just, for me, you know, it, it's a lot more brutal, uh, of a sport. You're, you're definitely taking a lot more injuries. Um, so there's a lot more downtime, you know, so the money's got to be right, uh, for me to take a fight like that. So I'm not broke by the time I'm done on recovery. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but if they, if they, give me a good matchup, uh, well, yeah, I mean, they're going to give me whatever they want, but, um, if it's worth the pay, then yeah, I'll, I'll definitely break them down and and get in there and, and fight
0: them. So when are you looking to get back in there?
5: Um, I didn't take too much uh, damage in this fight, so I'm, you know, anywhere from three to four months is, is ideal for me. Um, I still want to have a little downtime to kick it with my family. You know, my son just started school again, so I kind of want to take him out and have you know kick it with him for a little bit and uh, watch him grow up and stuff. So. Maybe like a month off, and I'll be back in the gym hitting it hard
0: again. Does uh does he know what you do? Oh yeah, man.
5: He's uh he's 11 now, so he's, he's okay. And yeah, he's he's uh, all about it man. All his buddies are watching and stuff,
0: you know.
5: So he's all he's all pumped up. He called me, he's like, yeah, you're not losing this fight. You know, so. <laughs> nice. and,
0: so like you're the cool dad amongst his friends.
5: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's good feeling, man. You know, it's a. Uh, for a little bit, he didn't want to go towards uh, or fighting or anything. So I kind of, I didn't push it on him. But more and more, he's like, yeah, let's start training, or he'll start throwing little, little shots at me. You know, I'm sitting there blocking. Uh, but yeah, man, it's 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 a fun time right now, man. I'm I'm loving my career and uh, I'm ready to get back in there as, as
0: soon as they want me to. That's awesome. Well, Fernando, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us right here, right now on Half the Battle. Always a pleasure. Let the audience know where they can follow you, and any message for the fans, go ahead.
5: Uh, yeah, man, uh, you can follow me on At uh, Manic Maniac on Instagram or uh, Twitter, and then my fan page is the Ma- uh, Fernando the Manic Maniac Gonzalez on my Facebook. Uh, that's my fan page. But yeah, man, uh, honestly, the only thing that I would say is is sometimes look at my fights and turn down the volume. Don't don't hear what they're saying. Just watch what's landing. Then you're going to start to understand what a real fight is about um, They're going too much on points, and I think that's watering down what MMA really is and what it should be uh, when you're fighting for points you're, you're gonna hold back. I mean if one key example look at Tyron Woodley one of the sickest fighters, but he has to hold back because if he loses on points then he loses his position when he, he shouldn't have to feel that way. He should be able to go out there and fight the way he wants, all out, and that's that's what I, I try to do. Uh, I know where I, I stand basically in my position, I'm uh, always fighting guys that are supposed to be beating me. Uh, so I go out there and I fight my fight, and I don't care how they judge it. Uh, I don't care about points. I go out there and bet, uh, beat them and win. So that way, the next time I face them again, they understand that, that I was the one who actually won that fight.
0: Yes, sir. Fernando, thanks again for the time, and best of luck in the next step, man.
5: Awesome, brother. Thanks for having me again, and like I said, man, always, um, I'm here for you guys anytime.
0: Thank you, sir. Have a good one, bro. Joining us now is the man competing on Dana White Tuesday Night Contender. I'm talking about Casey Kennedy. Casey, welcome back to Half the Battle. Hey, thanks, guys. Always Always a pleasure to be be on the show. show. Oh, the pleasure's all ours, man. So, dude, you went out there against C.J. Hamilton, and I mean, he's... You know, we've known this guy for a long time because we're from Georgia. He's from Georgia. He's one of the best flyweights over here in our part of, you know, our part of the world. And uh, you went out there, and got the unanimous decision against a very tough guy. Tell us about that experience, man.
3: You know, uh, just the whole experience in general was was great. You know, uh, fighting in the tough gym. Not many people get to do that. Uh, you know, that's something that I've been watching. I've been watching The Ultimate Fighter for a long time, so. Um, that was, uh, just fighting in there, you know, was, uh, almost like a goal, you know, uh, uh, one of those bucket list things to kind of check off and, uh, you know, the fight itself was awesome, man. You know, came out, both of us came out the gate, uh, you know, had that adrenaline dump, uh, you know, I landed that head kick at the beginning that, uh, I thought was going to put him away and, uh, you know, he's a tough dude though. Um, he landed, or he took, uh, he took a few of my shots, you know, landed some of his own. You know, especially in that first round and uh, just the, the whole experience of the fight, you know, we kind of settled in uh, kind of in that second round, um, kind of both found our rhythm. Um, you know, that's when I wanted to open up my grappling. Got the takedown, took his back, was looking for the finish there. And then the third round, I think we were both just fighting out of pure heart. <laughs> we were both uh, kind of blew our wad and, you know, we're just, uh, you know, going through the motions and, um, got that takedown in the third round as well uh kind of sealed the deal
0: oh yeah you got to do what you got to do so you mentioned the bucket list and i got to ask you right off the top what was it like getting to share a little herbal remedy with the legend snoop dog uh,
3: i mean dude that's a that's a bucket list for most people dude you know i got to hang out with him for five ten minutes uh, afterwards you know like you said i uh, shared the love and uh It was great, man. Uh, (laughs) I think, uh, you know, I didn't get the contract that night, but hanging out with Snoop Dogg was just as cool.
2: Yeah, uh, Casey, you know, I noticed that you come from uh, the state of Arizona, and that state has produced some great UFC fighters. You know, your coach Chris Carriazzo, Dominic Cruz, Henry Cejudo, George Roop, I mean, the list goes on and on. How has those guys' success in the MMA game uh, influenced
3: you? Oh, I mean a ton, man. You know, uh, you know, a few of those guys you just named. Uh, you know, I get to train with. Uh, you know, I, every day with Chris. I uh, just got done. And it was just me and him training this morning. Uh, I trained with George Roop a lot. Uh, I've got to train with Sahudo here and there. Um, when uh, you know he was doing the Ultimate Fighter thing. Um, just all those guys in general. You know, I'm trying to kind of like follow their footsteps, if not, you know, take it over. Um, and, and do it better than they did. You know, I'm a competitor. I'm kind of, I'm kind of like got a little competition with uh, my coach. You know, like he, he fought for the title. I want to win the title. You know, I want to one up him. Um, just uh, something that I've always, you know, I've always been a competitor my whole life. The people around me, you know, uh, they, they push each other as like most teams and teammates, coaches. You know, they all do. They they all thrive off each other some way.
0: Now, Casey. I heard uh, that you're a nine-time judo champion.
3: Yeah, man. Yep. Uh, I started judo when I was five. Um, let's see. I start. I had my first competition about six six years old. Uh, I won my first national title at ten, and then uh, after that, I got a, I got a taste of what it was like to be you know I could be at the top, and that was really when my like competitive uh, nature kicked in as young as ten years old and. Uh, I went on a tear for, really, did judo all the way up until I went to wrestle in college. Uh, you know, I got recruited to go to the Olympic Training Center uh, for judo afterwards. Um, wasn't the same, judo's not on the same level as wrestling. You know, I had uh, wrestling scholarships that kind of outweighed the judo opportunity. Um, but, you know, I was definitely, you know, right there uh, when, I, when I stopped competing. I felt like, uh, you know, I could have been an Olympic level uh, judo player for sure.
2: Yeah, Casey, you know, considering your last fight, you know, personally, I thought you should have gotten that UFC contract. So going into this next fight, do you go in there with the mindset that I need to, to put more out on the line and look good in front of Dana White? Or knowing that if you can get this win for the second time, is your mindset just get the win by all means?
3: You know, uh, that really my mindset for every fight is go out and try to finish the guy. You know, uh, I've had a lot of fights in uh, by finish. Um, you know, my last two opponents have been super tough, uh, and they, they've held on, you know. Uh, so I guess it's not a, a whole lot of extra pressure, you know. I believe that that's, that's my fighting style, you know. I'm coming out and I'm trying to finish somebody from start to, you know, start to. End. And uh, at, at a high level, you got you to kind of play it by ear and look for those, you know, take those very carefully. But um, I think that I go out and I do the same thing I did against C.J. Hamilton. You know, I was trying to finish the guy the whole time. Um, he he survives. survives. Honestly, I don't think Antolin survives, uh, you know, that even that first round onslaught. Um, but if he does and I put on another dominant performance, you know, I'm pretty confident that I'll walk away with the contract. Now, what do you, what do you think about
0: this matchup between you and Adam Antolin? Because, I mean, obviously he's experienced as well. He went in there on tough. He fought Demacio Page. He got a victory. What do you think about this matchup?
3: Uh, yeah, you know, he's a, like you said, a veteran, tough guy, he's beat some tough guys, uh, I think that, you know, he, he's got a few things that he's gonna be trying to do, you know, I think, honestly, he's gonna just try to wear me down, drag me out into the later rounds, and, uh, try to, try to outwork me, um, I, I don't see that being a problem, um, I think I'm gonna be skilled, as far as, like, technique, skill, strength, all that, I think, uh. You know, I, I can top him. Um, you know, he's—I uh, feel like he's kind of on the, the outs of his career, and uh, I'm coming up. So, uh, you know, I'm gonna be younger, faster, stronger. And uh, on top of it, you know, it seems like he's had some uh, some problems with some tough grapplers. And uh, I think I I rate right up there with uh, the, the the toughest of the grapplers in that division.
0: In your opinion. Is a game plan of trying to outwork you kind of a dumb game plan? The reason I ask that is because your last fight with CJ Hamilton, both of you guys are gassed out, and you went out there, got that takedown in the third round. That, to me, is the definition of outworking someone.
3: Right, right. Um, that's, that's what I, I do. You know, know what I mean? Uh, the, the, it, I do, I do think, think it's kind of kind a dumb, dumb, dumb game plan, plan. but really, uh, I, I think, think that's, that's the, the only game plan he's got. got. You know what, what I mean? mean? And that's, that's almost... almost uh, <laughs> you know as a far fetch right there for sure um that's what i take myself my you know i pride myself on is going out there and you know breaking somebody doesn't matter what kind of shape they're in before the fight you know um i'm sure cj hamilton was in phenomenal shape uh and if he would have done any other fight you know he could have he would have been just fine for 15 minutes but you know i came out and i put the pressure on him kind of like uh that Conor McGregor pressure uh, you know not too crazy but he's just constantly in your face you know he did a real good job against uh, Chad Mendez and that's that's good, the kind of pressure that I want to bring that the pressure that makes the fighters want to get out of that fight you know and then also in the long run it, it kind of kills their cardio too you know and doesn't matter what kind of shape you're in before the fight you know uh, I'm trying to break you and so uh, maybe not a dumb strategy on his part but honestly I think that's his best bet yeah, uh, Casey, um, you know, I
2: have a theory that, you know, the longer, leaner, uh, guys in their division are taking over the game, and, you know, I consider you, uh, a longer flyweight, uh, how do you think you stack up with the, the UFC flyweight division right now? We know that DJ's been the champion forever, but I still feel like the flyweight division's gaining steam, it's competitive, and how do you think you fit in with those guys right now?
3: Oh man, I think I'm right in the top, uh. You know, obviously, I'm young in this sport. Um, I can still, I can keep improving uh, every day. But uh, I think I could get in the mix right now and, you know, uh, definitely stir up the pot. Uh, I do agree with you there. Uh, that's, you know, that's why I, I cut to 125 to be the longer leaner. Um, you know, I believe I'm a big 125er. Uh, gonna give somebody like DJ problems. You know, somebody that's just as fast as him and with a, a little bit of reach. You know, uh, on top of the strength as well, is, you know, that's going to be problems for anybody. Um, and I, I don't see, you know, too many guys being bigger than me in the division either. Uh, you know, there's some guys that are taller than me, but, uh, the, you know, I, 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 I pride myself in cutting weight too. I, I don't think there's too many people that are going to be bigger than me at the flyweight division. So, you know, going in, imposing my will, using the little advantages that I have, you know, some strength, some, you know, explosion, speed, a little bit of reach. Uh, I'm taking it. I'm running with it, man. But, you know, I think uh, after I get this contract, I start picking off some guys on the roster one by one.
0: So, Demetrius Johnson's taking on Ray Borg next, and I think it's such an intriguing matchup. Now, a lot of people are just going ahead and uh, counting out Ray Borg. And the Lions maker, I mean, he's currently a plus 750 underdog, so... No one's given him a chance, but if you've seen Ray Borg fight, you know this dude's nasty with his scrambles, and he's the kind of guy that rises to the occasion. Do you think he can be the man to dethrone the great Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson? Oh,
3: uh, man. You know, I, I think anybody's, I think anybody's got, got a fighting chance once they go in there, but uh, honestly, I don't. I, think, uh, I don't think Ray Borg, I mean, he's exciting, he's got it, but I just don't think he's the man to do it. And... Possibly, mainly because I, I want Demetrius to hang around. I want him to keep knocking people off, and uh, hopefully wait wait till I get there. You know, I, I'd like to be the king. Um, if someone does it before, I'll, I'll be a little bummed. But uh, that <laughs> that would be the main reason. But you know, uh, I've watched Borg. I've watched the last couple fights. Actually, you know, he's tough. Uh, I just don't think he's going to be the man to do it, though.
2: Yeah, and uh, when you're training and you're pushing it pushing it in the gym
3: is dj on your mind at the end of these training sessions oh uh, man dj's been on my mind for a long time you know uh <laughs> so de- definitely uh definitely since you know he fought my coach um but you know he was on my mind he was the guy to beat you know um i think Shoot, when did the when did they, he have his first title defense That was against benavidez i believe um that was when they had the the merger of like uh or, no, that was when they added the 25 division, which line, has been what man. five, six years ago. Yeah. Um, I wasn't even I wasn't even training mixed martial arts at the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I knew who Demetrius Johnson was. Uh, and I knew he was the guy to beat. So you know, he's he's the guy that's been there forever. Um, I would that would be an honor to to fight against him and you know ultimately dethrone him. So,
0: what do you think about you know these up-and-comers in the flyweight division? You know, Shaq kind of alluded to it earlier. You know, you got these guys like Sergio Pettis coming up, and you saw his performance against Brandon Moreno. He looked absolutely incredible. And you know, I know people like to shit on the flyweights, but for me, as a fan of the sport, I love watching exciting fighters. That's what you guys are. So, what do you think about the evolution of the flyweight division? Yeah, man. Um, you
3: know, obviously at a high level, when you got guys that are you know that. Uh, technical and almost virtually virtually identical as far as like strengths and speed and all that. Uh, it's just really, you know, um, who wants it at the end of the day um, it, when it comes down to those fights, who, who shows up on fight night, um, you know, but uh, as far as like the evolution of the fighters and stuff, I see the, the all of MMA, not just, you know, the flyweight division getting better day by day, you know. The amateurs are well-rounded now. Um, I think, you know, myself, uh, I'm kind of one of those new breed of fighters, you know. Um, I don't really have any holes in my game, you know. Um, Those guys are going to be tough to beat. And and mixed martial arts is kind of becoming its own sport, you know. These one-style guys are are kind of almost non-existent anymore because they just get picked off you know they they their weaknesses get exposed um so uh it's it's a it's a great time to be in mixed martial arts that's for sure it's uh it's a a wide open game and you know i believe the flyweight division is one of the more wide open divisions in you know the ufc you can come in knock off a couple guys and be right there in title contention so it's, it's a great weight class to be in
0: well, Casey, it's going down next Tuesday, August 29th. You versus Adam Antlin, Dana White, Tuesday night contenders, UFC Fight Pass. If it were up to you, how would this fight go down?
3: Oh, man, I'm looking for the finish. You know, Like I said, uh, I'm, I'm looking, looking for a finish always. But uh, first round finish, get in and out of there, uh, get my contract, and, and then, uh, like you said, start uh, getting in the mix with the top in the world. Well, Casey,
0: thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us right here, right now on Half the Battle. It's been an absolute pleasure. Let the audience know where they can follow you and any message for the fans. Go ahead.
3: Oh, of course, man. Uh, I'd love to come back anytime. Um, but you guys can follow me at CKMMA125 on Instagram and Twitter, and then uh, Casey Kenny on Facebook. Uh, and, you know, to, to all my fans out there, anybody that's uh, on board a team, Casey Kenney, uh, I love you guys, and uh, thank you for your support. We're just getting started.
0: Casey, thanks again for the time, man, and best of luck in the fight.
3: Hey, thank you guys.
0: Have, have a good one. one. You got it, man. Peace out. There you have it, folks Marlon Chito Vera, Cody Stamen, Fernando Gonzalez, and Casey Kenny. Thank you so much for checking out this very special edition of Half the Battle. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Best Fight Picks follow Shaq at MMA Genius 05, subscribe to Half the Battle on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube and Stitcher, go to bestfightpicks.com for the plays. Shaq and I'll be back later this week to break down UFC Rotterdam, Struve versus Volkov, and until the next time, let's cash these bets.